For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the grounds crew in 91, Worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, and between Tony and I, we probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? All right, Browns backers, once again, it's Chuck Campisi joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And now a word from our favorite sponsor, Bet Online. The month of June is heating up. NBA playoffs, I can't believe the Bucks lost with no Kyrie Irving, no James Harden playing for the Nets. Kevin Durant goes off. But that's the way it goes. Tony's Vegas Knights advanced, right? So it'll be interesting. We got basketball playoffs, hockey playoffs, baseball matchups, props, futures. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Tony, you're joining us today, not from the comforts of our offices, but from a uh, McDonald's, if I'm not incorrect. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, I'm in uh, the lovely town of Minerva, Ohio. Um, I'm here with a um, Boy Scout troop about uh, 30 minutes from here, where they're they're out in the middle of the woods. We have zero Wi-Fi, so it's about a 30 minute drive before you can find the first place with Wi-Fi, which is a blessing and a curse. Um, clearly, if you're doing a podcast, it's a curse. Uh, if you're trying trying to get away from uh, society, it's a, it's a blessing. So it's it's been um, it's been challenging to say the least. Um, you know, to, to keep in touch with the outside world. But at the same time, it's been it's been uh, nice to disconnect for a couple of days and, um, you know, just unwind a little bit. So, yeah, but but I'm here. I'm here. Would not hey, miss it hey. for the world. 
That is dedication. That is dedication. A 30-minute drive just to do the podcast. We appreciate it, Tony. So a little bit of a rundown today, folks. Just talk a little bit about some mini camp, what the guys are saying, the Sheldon Richardson issue, and then a couple of contracts, maybe some Chubb, maybe some Baker, right, thrown in there to keep you guys on your toes. So, Tony, mini camp is going on. Uh, it seems to be going well. Haven't heard any bad news come out of minicamp, which is good. Uh, Clowney's saying, hey, you know what? It seems like the defense is gelling. Guys are having fun. They're excited to be around each other. Stefanski's saying the same thing. Hey, it's good to have everybody back. You know, Baker essentially echoing that, just saying, hey, we're getting through communication with everybody, making sure I get those reads down. Hey, where does everybody want everything? Minicamp seems to be going how you want it to be going. Uh, what are your thoughts on just maybe some of the stuff? I know you haven't been able to keep too much in touch on just the general aspects of this mini camp for the Browns. Uh, I, I mean, I, I like I like what I'm hearing. I, I mean, obviously, um, you, you know, the biggest thing to come out of this um, mini camp's got to be that the guys starting to feel comfortable with one uh, one another. Obviously, you know, learning schemes and all that stuff's important, but. Um, you know, chemistry is what's going to get them to that next level. I mean, it's the one thing I don't want to see. We, we were lacking chemistry last year, but we certainly, um, you know, you look at that last game against Kansas City. I, I mean, that was a game that could have easily been won if we had, you know, some people step up. And now, obviously, some of it was talent related as far as our inability to uh, close that game out. But you know, a lot of that, uh, you can make up for a lot of talent with a lot of chemistry. Knowing where the guy next to you is going to be, what his strengths are, what your weaknesses are, um, playing to those strengths and weaknesses. Those are things that we're all finding out about um, in minicamp. I mean, that's the, that should be the main thrust of what we're doing. And it sounds like that's what's happening. So, um, to me, it's a good thing, man. I, I mean, <laughs> the number one goal is obviously learn the playbook, get to learn your uh, guys next to you, and then uh, don't screw up when you leave the building. I mean, those are the three things we should be focused on. So um, right now it seems like uh, we're doing all three of those. Yeah. And as you stated, and as we've stated multiple times, this is the off season now after last off season where you, you didn't really have to worry about number three there guys so far, everything's been, you know, we talked about the issue last week, but from a player standpoint, guys have been doing what they need to do outside of the building as well. Taking care of business out there. Um, which is always the key worry, I think, at any offseason standpoint. Um, so it's good to see everybody's back in person, having a good time, taking care of business. This is this is how championships are built, right? Yep. This is how championships are made. Not saying we're going to win the championship, but this is these are the steps teams need to take in order to get on that path. Yeah, well, you know, there's it, with a young roster, that's the challenge. I mean, there's a fine line between believing you can win. And just knowing or, or feeling that you're going to be handed wins. And, and when you have the whole world screaming at you that, hey, this is it, you're a contender, it's, it gets real easy after a while to start to, to buy into that hype. And I think we saw it two years ago when Odell was here. I mean, I think we were already mapping out a parade. And um, we, we saw how that season <laughs> ended. And we just... Like I said, I think we're doing a great job with it thus far from what I see, but we have to continue to do that. You cannot buy into the hype. You can't believe the hype. You've got to go out there and actually prove week to week um, that that we are the real deal. I mean, you can't just say, hey, on paper, we're the real deal. I mean, we've got to make that happen for real. So, 
Yeah. I mean, and part of that is the offseason signings and the offseason non-signings. So there was a bunch of hullabaloo when the Browns cut Sheldon Richardson. Oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. My logic behind that was if he was going to come back, we would have just restructured him. Uh, while he was technically owed $13.6 million for would have been owed $13.6 million for the 2021 season. Only one6 of that was guaranteed. So if you were going to bring him back, you'd just renegotiate that out, figure that out, extend it maybe a year. So, hey, the team could cut him, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The official cutting of a guy, it is extremely rare that they get brought back to the team at a lesser rate. So he ends up signing with the Vikings $3.6 million deal, one-year deal, could go to, to 4.35. Might Cleveland been able to give him that, or might they wanted him to? I don't know if he was necessarily worth that, uh, especially when, you, when you're bringing in Clowney and you have some other guys that are coming back as well. So, hey, I didn't expect him to be back once he was released. I know there were a bunch of Browns fans who were like, oh, no, he's coming back. He wants to be a Brown. No. This is a business decision. This is about money, people. Uh, let's be honest. There are very few players that are going to take significantly less money uh, in seeking that championship. And those are guys that have been in the league, you know, and at levels that necessarily Sheldon Richardson hasn't been in. So sorry to see him go, but probably the best decision for him financially. Well, yeah, and, and the thing, the reality is, and I, I know I'm probably going to take some flack for saying this, um, we're, we're not the only team that's a contender, too. So, I, I mean, as much as... Wait, you know, what? What? Yeah. As much <laughs> as people might say, well, that this is the best place for him to contend, um, you know, maybe he doesn't feel that same way. And, and um, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know. And a lot of it is about money. I mean, people want to say, hey, this shouldn't be about money. But, I mean, that's a ridiculous statement because your window of opportunity... Is so small in the NFL compared to any other place of work that you got to take advantage of that, man. I mean, you're you're setting your family up for generation. You know, this could be a generational thing if you do it right. And um, I, I don't behoove him for for signing with Minnesota. I, I think you know it's 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 a better deal. Um, so you know, we move on, right? I mean. Yeah, you right, can, you man. can't. I mean, that's the thing. He did all he could while he was here. He was he was you know consummate pro while he was here. So you appreciate the time he spent here and say, hey man, good luck with the Vikings. Hopefully, we'll play you in the Super Bowl and we'll beat you there. And you know that you should have stayed. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So so we have our newest our newest sponsor here, Tony, and we've tried it. We've tried the Moink meat. Okay, Moink was founded by an eighth-generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Host Kevin O'Leary said it's the best bacon he's ever tasted, and we agree. I love bacon, and this is good bacon. The best bacon, the best steak, the best chicken, the best salmon you'll ever eat won't come up from a grocery store. You'll find it on the family farm and caught by independent Alaskan fishermen. That's why you need moinkbox.com. Join the moink movement. Go to moinkbox.com slash believe right now. And listeners to this show get free bacon for a year with every box ordered. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste. But 
for a limited time. Moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. That's moinkbox.com slash believe, free bacon for a year with every box ordered. I got my free bacon coming. I'm ready. It's great. I'm so excited. I'm getting more. Uh, So, Tony, yeah, as we're talking about bacon. I think better than bacon is more bacon. Yeah, bacon-wrapped bacon. I think that's probably the ultimate dish. Uh, but, But as we talk about bacon, right, and things that are great, we do have the issue of I know we got to look ahead a little bit at times. We're, we're all excited about the 2021 season, and, and this could be the year. But you, you do have to look ahead a little bit. There are some contracts coming up, some key players. One of those key guys is Nick Chubb. His contract is up at the end of the 2021 season. We do not have a new contract for him yet. We do have Hunt, who is signed through the 2022 season. And I know people might not want to hear this, but, right, look at the history of running backs recently in the NFL. There's not a lot of big signings for guys once they pass that first contract. Is Chubb the guy that you let go? What are your thoughts on that, Tony? I've been I've been hearing a lot about this, and you know it's you know people are saying, well, if you got to let one guy go, who, who's it going to be next season? And, and you know, I just I find it funny that people are like, well, you know, running backs are a dime a dozen. I, I not not of the caliber of Nick Chubb. I mean, I just I find that. I, I kind of get what people are saying, but at the same time, you can't tell me that there's a, a, like a dozen Nick Chubbs running around. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he's a um, huge part of our offense. Um, can you, could you find another running back? Yeah, sure. I guess. But at some point too, you know, this goes along with what we said about character and, and developing a locker room at some point as an organization, you, you have to be, you have to be loyal to, to your key guys um, because, you, you know, other people in the locker room see that. And um, I, I don't know. I just think if, if you were to let a guy like him walk, I I don't know. I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. I, I mean, I could see if his, you know, his talents are starting to wane and he's, you know, like in year 12 and, you know, he doesn't have the ability to get the yards anymore. Uh, you know, maybe then you consider letting him go. But I, I look back at like the, the the Steelers. You know, with Jerome Bettis. I mean, he kind of was at that point where he was not really productive. But hell, uh, that that Super Bowl year, they still kept him on. And anytime we were three yards away from the end zone, uh, you know, here came the, the you know the bus to get his touchdown. Um, but it, it, you know, and I think that meant a lot to the team when they got to the Super Bowl. I mean, I think if you look at that Steelers team and you get to the Super Bowl without Jerome Bettis, I'm not saying the ring shines a little bit less, but it, but it, it probably means a little bit less to the guys. And, and to be quite honest, even though he was a three-yard you know guy when needed, I don't know if the Steelers make it to the Super Bowl without him because he he just meant that much to the the locker room and the people in there. So I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if I'm being I'm overplaying. Nick Chubb's role in the locker room, but I, I just think he's a guy that every I've never heard anybody say anything bad about him, and um, he's productive. I, I I don't know. I just don't know if you could just easily dismiss that production and say, hey, we'll just go out and grab anybody off the streets and plug them in. 
I just don't know if that's true. And, and then when I hear, too, you know, some of the guys that, uh, you know, on defense that they're looking to give contracts to, I mean, the thing I'll say about Nick Chubb is he hasn't been injury prone. I mean, he's been there when we needed him. So I, 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 don't, I don't know. I think yeah, he needs to die. And I think he's not turning 26 until really almost the end of this season. So even if you sign him for to a four- or five-year deal – and you need to void the last year or something of that, that's not going to be the end of the world. You know, most of the numbers are, hey, after 30, you see that steep decline in in running backs. And he hasn't the, – the Browns have done a pretty good job of of limiting his carries comparatively to, to some other folks. You know, you look at his numbers, you know, his max number of carries was, you know, the 19 season – he had almost 300 carries, but he's been – he was about 200 carries per year in 18 and 2020, whereas, you know, you're looking at a guy like Derrick Henry who's carrying the ball, you know, 378 times last year and 300 times the year before. I think the Browns, you know, if, if you're looking for a guy to drop off, I, I'd put my money on Derrick Henry dropping off more substantially than than Nick Chubb just because of the wear and tear of those number of carries. So I would I would like to see the team re-sign him. Uh, you know, if they don't, I, I kind of get it. But I think, you know, the analytics even here would say that at this point, this is the guy you re-sign because of those limited number of carries realistically. And you know, like you said, at certain times you got to take care of some people, and, and I don't think you're. You're. This is a gratuity contract. This is a hey, a guy's still producing, um, so reward him for that production. So I would like to see that. Uh, you know, and hopefully they'll come to something before uh, the season starts because it's always tough when those negotiations roll into the season, and you don't really want to see him become um, a free agent at the end of the year. You yeah. know. So yeah, the other main one. Well, go ahead, go ahead. What do no, you got? I, no, I, I, I definitely, I, I just second what you said. I mean, I, you know, I, I just think he's. We can't discount his importance. I think mean, I can't stress that enough. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, and, and the other main one here is is Baker's contract. Obviously, the Browns picked up his fifth year option, so they not only have him under contract for this year and next year. What people don't realize is even if they don't come to an agreement after this season. So if you include this season, the Browns will essentially have Baker for four years if he produces, because the way it would break down is even if he doesn't want to sign another contract, we got him for his fifth year option, which includes next year. So you got the fourth year this year, you got his fifth year option next year. Then you're allowed to franchise him for two years in a row, which is what the Redskins did, or no, I'm sorry, the Washington football team did with uh, Kirk Cousins, and then he can become a free agent. So even if the Browns don't come to an agreement, he's signing those franchise tenders, which is going to hurt the salary cap because, you know, it's the first year, it's the average of the top five players at that position. And then the second year, I think it's the average of the top three players of that position. So you're talking large chunks for him. So hopefully you can come to an agreement before then. But even if you can't come to a contract agreement with him, he's essentially under contract with the Browns for the next four years. Worst case scenario. So I know people are sweating this. They're like, oh, my God, we got he's got him for this year. We already picked up his fifth year option. And really, worst case scenario, we're going to franchise him for that 
year after the fifth year worst case scenario unless his play completely drops off and then we're, it's not even worth franchising yeah so i mean i know browns fans are freaking out about the whole baker thing you know we gotta get you know he's the best quarterback we've ever had you know since we came back and you're probably right he probably is the best quarterback we've ever had since we came back and yes we'd love to keep him but so but relax, relax. There's plenty of time. Even if we don't get this figured out before the end of this season, we still got all next year to figure it out. It'll get done. Have faith in Andrew Barry and his team. Uh, this will make sense for everybody once it's all said and done. Yeah. yeah and, uh, you know, I'm just going to throw this in there. I think Tim Couch is better, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly do. But, uh, uh, well, the, the number, well, I will say that the numbers do not support you, uh, but no, well, uh, and the offensive line did not support him. So uh, yes, yes, <laughs> I will. I, I I will give you that. I will give you that. There's a there's a there's a multitude of reasons why no one else was able to put up any numbers, uh, but we still have to appreciate the fact that that Baker is putting up those numbers for us, yep. and you know the team. Hey, won a playoff game. I think that elevates you pretty much above the crowd at this point uh, from that standpoint. Uh, and especially who they beat, right? To beat the Steelers in a playoff game, just just a nice, nice yeah, feel, no, no, no. nice vibe to it. Yeah. So. I just laugh when uh, I was talking to some Chiefs fans and they were just talking about how, you know, Mahomes was running for his life in that Super Bowl game. I said he did it for one game. Uh, Tim Couch did that essentially for four seasons. <laughs> um, you, you know, uh, put a lot of miles on pre pre yeah, and, pre throw pre handoff. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't have quite the wheels that Patrick Mahomes no. uh, does. So it was a little little different style. Uh, with uh, Tim Couch running for his life. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I would have liked to see what he could have done. Well, what any of the Browns quarterbacks maybe could have done uh, had we had uh, more than Joe Thomas uh, as as an offensive line uh, trying to block everyone. But yeah. that's the way it goes. Nature of the beast. Nature of the beast. So I think that's all we have for you today, Browns backers. Uh, kind of a short one here, but we know we had some background noise. We got some happy folks over there at McDonald's and Minerva chatty yeah. in the background. Uh, but we appreciate you taking the time, Tony, joining us. Uh, enjoy your remote piece. Get some zen. Get some good vibes going, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been – well, I've been spent the last three days smoking meat. So uh, I did uh, – 16 pounds of pork loin, and then I followed that up with uh, six racks of ribs last night. And then uh, okay. before I uh, tuned in this morning, I got up early this morning and put 16 pounds of pork butt in for uh, pulled pork uh, tonight. So the kids, uh, when they go home, their pork level should be, uh, you know, very high, but um, that's high. good. Yeah, the ribs, the ribs and the and the butt aren't too bad. The loin, you got to be careful there. That you got to pay attention to the loin. Not as not as fatty, so you gotta, you know, there's a little more uh, delicacy there to it. Yeah, no, it turned out it turned out beautiful. It turned out beautiful. All right, all right. What kind of what kind of chips are we using, or what kind of what's our what's our flavoring that we're going? I, with I, I went with uh, well, I went with uh, kind of a uh, cinnamon um, or not cinnamon, a brown sugar uh, based Ooh. rub. And then um, the chips I'm using are cherry wood. I went with a little cherry. Ah, wood. there you go. I like the cherry. So wood I did, did a little salmon too. I forgot about that. We threw a, 
big Ooh. hunk of salmon in with uh, two pounds of cheddar cheese, which turned out phenomenal. Wow. Um, yeah. So yeah, you anything smoke, let me know. I'll throw it in there, and we'll see what happens. Hey, I got mine. I got to fire it up. I think Sunday I'm firing it up. Uh, Saturday we got some uh, softball games, so we're, we'll fire up the smoker on Sunday so I can watch it, you know, fire it up for Father's Day. So to all you fathers out there, happy Father's Day. As yes. We won't uh, talk to you on Sunday. Enjoy the U.S. Open, right? Any picks on the U.S. Open? Any, any got Anybody you want? Um, I don't any? know. You're asking me about the U.S. Open? I mean, I don't know. Hey. I'll go with Mickelson. He's left-handed like me. You know, us lefties yeah. got to stick together. Yeah. I mean, he, hey, he won the last one. So, I mean, if, if he can get the U.S. Open, that would be great. If it's not Mickelson, just to chap everybody's ass, uh, I kind of hope it's DeChambeau. Uh, you know, just to just to mess with all the, you know, people that hate him. Uh but otherwise, <laughs> hey, I just hope it's a good tournament and uh, and we enjoy some good golf on Sunday. Yeah, I don't so, really follow golf. Chichi Rodriguez is the last guy I follow. I don't know if he's still following. Oh, man, Chichi. I think he went out with the actual Chichi's restaurant. They both left at the same time. Huh? Oh, founded by Max McGee. Oh, uh, fun fact. MVP of, I believe, Super Bowl One. right? Uh, so... All right, Browns backers. That's all the all the trivia notes and topics and randomness we got for you today. Uh, have a good Father's Day weekend, and we'll talk to everyone next week. Chub check. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.